Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode of Call Us When You're Dead, we are covering the case of Kendrick Johnson. Yes, we are. And it is definitely a good case, especially since it is still going on. Yeah. However, before that, we just want to remind you guys about the social media promotion that we have going on. If you go out to Facebook at Call Us Dead, you will see the post, the giant post, look for that, of our share, which is for anybody that shares it. You you give your shares, and then when you get all of your shares, you send it to us. Like, it is all, it yeah. Yeah, it it's explains just all it's it all on there. the post. It's so simple to do. You just click share. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. other big news, we are working on a website. Right, an official Call Us When You're Dead website. Yep, we are planning on having that out within the next one to two weeks, just depending on what is going on in life. Right, because life is always happening. Right, yes, especially in today's age. So we need you callers to let us know what kind of merchandise would you like to see on the website. Right, because we're going to have a shop section for you to get some official Call Us When You're Dead merch. Right, so do you want hoodies? Do you want keychains? Do you want water bottles? Like, you just got to let us know. It will also have things like our hotline numbers that we have out right now on the different episodes and plays for you to just reach out to us easier than what we are currently using. It'll be more unified. Right, right. Bringing it all together. Yes. Make sure you stay tuned after the credits for a little blooper reel for some laughs. So we got to kind of talk about this. Like we're, we're postscript in this one, mostly because like we went back and we looked and we saw that this is just not a very long case. And that really is just because like it is ongoing. Right. And it's... It's still developing now that they officially reopened it. Right. And I don't know if any of you know much about true crime. Like, I would hope you do because you're in the true crime stuff. But, like, you have to be real careful about what you say, especially in an ongoing case. So, like, we came with just the facts or stuff that we had seen from the documentaries or stuff that we were able to find online. The, The, you know, the information that is known and out there. Yeah. You know, including our our own personal opinions, which obviously we're entitled to, just like everyone else in the world. Right. But we still have to be careful with those personal opinions because they, we don't want that to bite us. So, as as Keith mentioned, we apologize in advance for this episode, which will be just slightly shorter than our than our average episode. Our average 30, 40 minute episode. Right. We're looking maybe at like 20, 25 minutes this time, and that's absolutely fine. Just... You know, that's why we throw you guys those bonus episodes, just in case we do ever have episodes like this, you know, that are a little bit shorter than normal. Exactly. So, with all of that said, let us get into the case of Kendrick Johnson. So, Ryan, would you like to start to tell the listeners about this case? Uh, Gladly. We begin on January 11, 2013, where the body of Kendrick Johnson was discovered in the gymnasium of Lowndes High School in Valdosta, Georgia. He was found headfirst in the center of a vertical rolled-up wrestling mat. Uh, the body was discovered by fellow students who had climbed up to the top of a cluster of the mats, each which stood nearly six feet tall and three feet wide. An autopsy by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation stated that Johnson had died from positional asphyxia, and the case was ruled an accidental death by the Lowndes County investigator. 
Authorities hypothesized that Johnson had fallen into the mat while looking for a shoe and died after being unable to get out. Student at Lowndes High School told investigators that it was common for the students to store their shoes behind or under the rolled-up mat. However, nobody saw him struggling or heard him cry out, though a steady stream of students were in and out of the gym until 8 p.m. So where to begin on the deep dive of cover-up, red flags, and missed opportunities? Because it is all over this case. We both believe that Brian and or Brandon Bell had something to do with Kendrick's death, allegedly. We also want to mention that the Bell brothers' dad is an FBI agent who was forced to retire. He wasn't even just, he didn't just now retire. When we watched that documentary about him, they actually talk about how they forced him to retire over this. Right. About 14 months prior to Kendrick's death, one of the Bell brothers and Kendrick got in, got into like a fight on a bus. Supposedly, Kendrick got the best of the Bell brother, and then ongoing threats and bullying continued. Right. So to expand on the actual fight that happened, supposedly one, allegedly one of the Bell brothers had grabbed Kendrick's hair, and Kendrick is a young African-American who has dreads, like, they're they're long. They're kind of cool looking. Like when I saw the pictures of him from when he was in basketball, like those those are some nice, nice dreads that are well taken care of. And I know that if it was me and anybody grabbed my hair, I'd be I'd be mad. <laughs> right. And I'm a white guy. I, I don't want people grabbing my hair. That that's just unwanted, especially when you're you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, you just don't you know, no touchy touchy. We're we're not children. We don't pull hair. Right especially at this age. (laughs) So let's begin with Kendrick himself and his body at the time of the death. He had a total of three autopsies done, the first for the initial death, but then his family eventually had two more done, which means two pulling his body out of a grave, which is just heartbreaking. Right. Uh, The the buried to be dug up again, to be buried and then dug dug up again. Right. Like, yeah. Just exhuming a body in and of itself. Like, we watched that video of that dad being there every single time. And, like, you can just see that it just crushes him a little bit more. And, like, we we kind of need to talk about this. Like, Kendrick and his dad were so, so close. Like, he was a daddy's boy. Right. And, like, you can just tell that this is killing Kendrick's dad every single time. Like, that's not to put anything away from his mom. Right, because he definitely seemed like a mama's boy, too. Right. Like, he just loved his parents. Like, I... Like, I love my mama, I love my dad, my stepdad, I love my grandma. I I could not imagine seeing them go through something like this. Right. So, the first autopsy stated the cause of death was accidental positional asphyxia. The second autopsy said it was blunt force trauma to the head. And the third and final autopsy said it was an apparent non-accidental blunt force trauma. That's two against one. You know... In the end, I feel like you kind of have to go with the majority on that one, and that says there there was there was definitely something bad that happened in this. Right, it wasn't accidental. Two of them said blunt force trauma. Right, you don't and, accidentally get blunt force trauma. And if any of you, you can go out and you can look and you can just look up Kendrick Johnson's autopsy photos, and you can see like it looks like he's been punched repeatedly. Oh, uh, yeah, we would put them up on socials, but they are definitely too graphic. Yeah, to and they do would. That. Yeah, you. This is something that people have to look up on their own because this is something that they would remove from Facebook or anywhere else that we posted it, just because it is a lot. So with that, we also want to make sure 
We mentioned the strange findings from Kendrick's second autopsy. Not only did it show that Kendrick suffered hemorrhaging on the right side of his neck, his organs from the torso up to his skull had been removed and replaced with newspaper. Plus, all of his clothes were now missing. Like, the things that they need to keep in evidence are gone. Right. And callers, are any of you funeral directors or morticians? Is this a common practice? Once I die, are my innards going to be replaced with newspaper? I really don't think that this is common practice. I actually think that this is a way for them to cover up what's happened at this point. Because you, though those things... I want to say, are kept if it's a criminal investigation. Right. I, well, I always thought that they did their tests that they had to, and they just put the organs back. Right. Or or they keep them in, like, a sealed, something sealed, I thought, for later. You know, I I guess I'm not fully sure. that That's the best way to put it, as right. I'm not fully sure. Well, hopefully some of our callers out there do know and will let us know. Right. Another suspicious thing was the wrestling mats themselves were covered where Kendrick's body was found. As we mentioned earlier, the reports state that the wrestling mats were six feet tall and three feet wide. Keep in mind that this is three feet wide, all rolled up, not laid out flat. That puts the opening of the mats between 12 and 14 inches. Kendrick was five feet, 10 inches tall, and his shoulders measured 19 inches wide. So that is a difference of five inches at the most. Right. You're you're essentially almost putting twice the amount in, you know, by the time that you're done there. So according to like the uh, uh the criminal investigation. Yes, the criminal investigators, like how is he fitting in there accidentally? If you are nineteen inches trying to accidentally fall into something that's we'll just say thirteen inches. How you, it just doesn't happen that you, way. Like you can't you, put a circle in a square hole, right? Like he would, he would have gotten stuck at the top before he even made it to the bottom of it. I would believe you're not, you're not going to get get that far down unless somebody's put you into this and then placed you in that manner, right? And uh, in the documentary Finding Kendrick Johnson, uh, Kendrick's dad actually went up to one of the wrestling mats, similar to one where his uh son was found and he tried to crawl in it to see if he could accidentally put himself in there right and the most he gets in is his head like he physically can't fit the rest of his body into it and i want to say that him and his dad were about the same height so they measured the same span right and it's just like really eye-opening seeing the comparison of of how how big that hole in the wrestling mat truly was compared to where how he's found because it actually looks like it wasn't able to be closed all the way when you when you see it because he was inside of it. Another suspicious thing was the surveillance tapes from the school. CNN obtained 290 hours of video footage and hired forensic analyst Grant Fredericks to examine the evidence. However, Fredericks did say that there is at least one hour missing from each of the four cameras inside the gym where Johnson was found rolled up in the wrestling mat. The time that is missing from the tapes is the exact time that would have showed us what really happened to Kendrick. Fredericks goes on to say that he can tell all the files are not original. He later goes on to say, and I quote, The surveillance video has been altered in a number of ways, primarily in in image quality and likely in dropped information and information loss. There is also a number of files that are corrupted because they have not been processed correctly and they're not even playable. I can't say why they were done that way, but they were not done correctly, and they were not done thoroughly. So we're missing information. 
So how hard is it to send video surveillance to anyone? I mean, this case happened in what year was it again? Just to double check. 2013. 2013. I wanted to say 2015 and I felt like that was not the right number. I would say probably in 2013, it would, there is that chance always when you are doing files that like they can easily become corrupted. Sure, sure. But it is very suspicious that, right? like, you know, to lose roughly the same section of time on multiple tapes on the same, you know, the same section that happens to show someone being murdered. Right. Like, like that is definitely somebody went in there prior and made sure to either scrub it or to cut it out because they don't want something, you know, like I could see if it was just a couple of seconds, like, oh, we're missing a couple of seconds because like the camera angle moves or. Right. It didn't mention they were like um, motion detectable detectable until they're watching things. Right. Right. But like if kids are going in and out of the gym or in this area because it said that they were there until eight o'clock and kids were coming and going, you're going to have that hour is too much a time. Like even classes typically don't last an hour long. They're about 45 minutes. Right. So, you know, like you would have something, even if it was 15 minutes in that time, like it wouldn't be just a solid hour, just gone. Right. It, it definitely 110%. My opinion speaks to cover up and corruption. Right. So we discussed many of the apparent cover-ups, red flags, and missed opportunities with Kendrick Johnson's case. We both highly recommend the documentary, Finding Kendrick Johnson on Prime Video. Right. It it was so powerful. and It was heartbreaking to watch that mom talk, you know, because they say that they call the aunt, they call the mom originally, and then they call the aunts, and the aunt just knew, she says, like, she says something along the lines of, like, I just knew in my soul something was wrong with Kendrick because Kendrick was so close to his mom and his dad and his aunts. This was a boy that, like, he was there for his family, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. they loved mm-hmm. him. They He loved them back. And I know that when his mom, from watching the documentary, got there, they refused to let her see him. And she wasn't allowed to identify his body until they get to the coroner's office. Oh, yeah, that's right. They would not let her in the gymnasium. Right. She just had to sit there. And they actually hand her a tennis shoe and say, is this your son's shoe? And that was hours later. Right. And she said, yeah, that's Kendrick's shoe. And the shoe has zero blood on it. But yet there's blood everywhere around this crime scene. And it looks almost like the shoe has been like... Planted. Planted, yeah, because like you see in the documentary, there's blood around the shoe, but there's no blood on the shoe. That And it looks almost like it had been cleaned. And they talk about how investigators spent hours inside the gym, and it they took hours before they even called the coroner to come get Kendrick's body. And the coroner later on says, like, no, this isn't correct. Like, you don't, you don't do things like that. You typically call, like, you find a body. You call me, I come look at the body, and I tell you what has happened. Right. And then you go from there, like, is this a criminal investigation that we're doing? Or is this an accidental type of situation that is going on? Because, you know, Kendrick could have had a heart attack. Now, we know that that's definitely not the case. But, you know, he was he was an athlete. And so he could have been in the gym and had a heart attack. He's there, and somebody finds him. You would call the coroner. 
the coroner would say, look, it looks like he's had a heart attack. There's no need for this large investigation. I can just tell from this and we'll go from an autopsy, but like secure the scene, you know, take photos, but go from there. And they do the complete opposite with us. Right. So another major thing to point out from the documentary is Kendrick Johnson's mother relates her son's case to the case of Emmett Till, which I assume many of you remember from history class when covering the the racism issues in America in the 50s and 60s. But in case you don't. Emmett Lewis Till was a 14-year-old African-American who was lynched in Mississippi in 1955 after being accused of offending a white woman in her family's grocery store. The brutality of his murder and the fact that his killers were acquitted drew attention to the long history of violence, the violent persecution of African Americans in the United States. He was beat so severely before and after the lynching, Emmett's mother wanted the world to see what the people had done to him. So she had an open casket. In 2017, that white woman, assuming on her deathbed, admitted that she lied and that Emmett did not do what she accused him of. So Kendrick's mother took the photo of Kendrick's face to further show the savagery that was done and to further show her son's death was no accident. Right. And like, I feel like we covered this already, but he, he looks like he's been beat. His, his arm is covering his face. Like he was fending off an attacker. Yep. His other arm is like pushed up. Like, he's trying to, like, kind of maybe, like, fight back in a way before he died. Right. And, again, like, we we can't post the pictures, but, you know, if if your stomach can handle it, please look at these pictures. So, we like, so you can understand, like, and and as soon as you see the picture, you'll be like, there is no way he accidentally died. Yeah. And then, like, you talked about it as well. And the other day when we were talking about this case, um, that when he was rolled... That when you're in a mat, and if he was going straight down, his legs would not have been crisscrossed, crisscrossed or yeah. like wrapped around each other in the way that they are in the photos. But if you were to roll somebody in a mat, the legs would, would be that, flopping right? and end up crisscrossed. And you know, and like I told you, I what I found so weird was that his shoulders are not pushed in. To himself, like if he was climbing into a hole that was smaller than what he was, it actually looks like he was laid there and then the mat just rolled over him. Right. And we know wrestling mats don't just roll up by themselves magically. Right. There is good news, though. Different reports indicated they will be reopening Kendrick's case and hopefully there will be no more cover ups and lies and the truth will prevail. So Kendrick Johnson and his family can finally get the justice they deserve. Right. So let's kind of go back and talk about the FBI agent for a moment, because we talked about how he was forced to retire over this case and how Kendrick had, Kendrick's parents had accused the Bell brothers of doing this. The reason why his dad was forced to retire is because he had been harassing people throughout the town that was connected to the case. And got caught, essentially, by the FBI. Right. And and at some point, one of the Bell's brother's uh, father had a buddy in the FBI and was like, hey, you're going to be getting a shitstorm at you. You should retire before your name gets drugged through right, the mud. Right, right. And, and then that's why he retired, even though I still wish they would have investigated more. The right. Like, and yes, <laughs> this is all alleged. Right. 
This is a lot of hearsay of this is why he did this. The Bell father did go back. He sued a bunch of people and he constantly is fighting back. Now, like, if you're innocent, great on you. But at the same time, why are you so unwilling to help with the case when right, it's so they, suspicious? They don't and, cooperate at all. Right. And why are you going to, like, the the person doing the autopsy and threatening him? Because in the in the documentary, he talks about, like, I quit my job because of the Bell father. Right. That definitely, you know, more red flags and very suspicious. Right. Like, and, if you're truly innocent and you may have been around when the murder occurred and you can offer any sort of like knowledge then help right if, if you're innocent it doesn't you shouldn't be scared to right and then like we need to talk about like kendrick's parents they at one point when they go to the police to say like hey we really just don't think that this case was handled correctly the the cops pretty much just throw them out and just say, like, yep. we don't want to hear you, which then causes a civil protest in front of the the police station. Oh, that's right. Uh, his mother and uh, aunts, aunt and, and his sister. His dad all like go there. And then locked arms and stood in front of uh, the courthouse or whatever. And a couple of them even end up getting arrested. Right. I think everybody gets arrested except for the aunt. The right. aunt is the only one that doesn't get arrested in that. You know, and we talked about Kendrick was such a dad's boy and his dad was a truck driver and he had just gotten a new truck and Kendrick was had just called him that day before and it wasn't like him to just be like I'm not going to come home on time. Right. And when when Kendrick's mom contacted the school that day to say, is my son still there? The school said, no, we haven't seen him. But did you look? Did you? Was there anybody that looked anywhere? Because he doesn't get found until the next day. You know, and that's when other kids are going to, like, grab their shoes from the, right. the mat area. Because they would switch their shoes in gym class from being their regular shoes to their gym shoes. She just knew. She had that mom's intuition of, like, I just knew, like, my son would not right. not come home, especially when his dad is going to be home in the next day. He wants to see this truck. Like, right. He was just supposed to be, like, going to a basketball game that night, and he never returned. And right. then the mom found out he missed that day's last two classes, and he wasn't at, in any of his morning classes because he was, right. you know, in the mats. Right. If you believe that you or anybody that you know has any information that can help solve Kendrick's case, please contact the Valdosta, Georgia Crime Tip Hotline at 229-293-3091. So there you guys have it. This is the real tragic case of Kendrick Johnson that's still being investigated and just the opportunities that were missed. You know, I feel like there's a lot more information that you can find on his case that's out there through like the Amazon Prime, but we wanted to at least get out here and absolutely and you we'll know. cover the highlights, like all the all the big points and just, you know, be one of the voices to help raise awareness on this case. Right, exactly. You know, that's why we give these numbers out at the end of each one, you know, so that way somebody can, you know, you never know. You might be that person that can help stop the crime from happening, or you could be a person that helps knows solve the, it. Yeah, that solves it. And <laughs> you may be scared if you know something about it and you're afraid that, like, oh, there might be repercussions. Please understand that number that I gave you. It's completely anonymous. Like, you don't have to give your name, but they will investigate any type of tip that you give them. 
Right. So, Ryan, what are we covering next week? So, kind of choosing. We we have we have a case, but we've also had some amazing suggestions from our callers when we did that request mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. So, I'm thinking about reaching out to one of them and seeing if we can make an episode from it. And if we don't have that episode out right away, what will we be doing? We will be covering the case of Rodney Alcala. Oh, God, he's a garbage. Are we ever going to have just one case? One case that doesn't involve feeling like garbage? I mean, we cover cases of serial killers and just killers in general and murder, and all those people are garbage, so probably not. You make me want to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you did send in any suggestions keep an eye out we may be contacting you soon for more information and help raise awareness on the case that you suggested for us absolutely also don't forget to follow us on our socials at facebook.com slash call us dead tiktok at call us when dead where you can see some videos of the dogs cats sugar gliders and even ryan and i Woo! or you can email us at call us dead at yahoo.com Until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and if you forget, you can always call us when you're dead. So where to begin do-over? About 14 months prior to Kendrick's death, one of the Bell's bro- one of the Bell brothers and Kendrick. Oh, yep, you just said that. I'm gonna delete that too. <laughs> Part two. He had a total of three obtos. Oh, ba 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 ba. I'm gonna redo that part. Frederick. Fredericks goes on. Mm. Are we still going? Okay. No. Bye-bye. No. When you're dead. Oh, I need to redo. We need to redo that one. That was rough. I got distracted. My ADHD hit a hardcore. Just so you callers know, because this could be a funny little blooper. A little thing popped up on the side, and I, like a cat, just read whatever it was. And it was (laughs) only a thing from the podcast group. (laughs) Okay, so let's try this again.